0: Or it's more memories.
1: Atlanta's number one radio stations, Swanky ninety three point three and the Heat ninety four point six radio stations has you covered from our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, and more.
0: Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, and more.
2: Hello everyone and welcome back to our channel of KLP Entertainment. Reporting live from our newsroom, this is SNN. I'm Addison Hayden. Here's your business news breaking for March 15th. Behind the story, Silicon Valley's Furniture Hustlers. A conversation with Aaron Griffith, the reporter who wrote about the booming business that has emerged as tech companies close their offices. Driven by tech company slowdowns and the shift to remote work, a booming business has emerged in Silicon Valley, furniture reselling. An increasing number of businesses in the Bay Area are scooping up left-behind office furniture as they capitalize on a wave of tech companies that have been drastically shrinking their physical footprints. Among the inventory, $10,000 custom-made emerald velvet armchairs, 90-inch flat screens, never-before-used by stools, and $1,805 black roller wheel desk chairs that are technically considered works of art. It all goes back to the talent wars, Aaron Griffith, who covers startups for The New York Times, told me. For the last decade or so, Tech companies have been in such an intense fight to recruit the best talent, and having the coolest office was one weapon in that battle. Erin recently wrote about the furniture hustlers of Silicon Valley, who are making hay out of the tech industry's recent downturn. Across the Bay Area more than 88,000 tech workers have been laid off over the past year, and highly Instagrammable offices stuffed with sleek height-adjustable desks and plush couches are being abandoned as tech companies try to further cut costs. In San Francisco in particular, the pandemic rebound has been slow. Commercial vacancy rates in the city jumped to 28% last year, up from 4% in 2019, according to the real estate firm CBIE. Companies of all sizes, including PayPal, Block and Yelp, are giving up their expensive downtown headquarters or downsizing their office space, Aaron reported. The software company Sitecore wants to downgrade its San Francisco office to 30 desks from 170, Brad Hamilton, the company's head of real estate and facilities, told Erin after its office became a ghost town once the pandemic hit. We're paying an outrageous amount of money for a floor that nobody uses, he said. And there's demand for their used furniture. People who find themselves working from home more nowadays are looking to spruce up their offices and there's growing interest in buying used furniture, instead of new to keep things out of landfills. Not only that, but the rapid expansion of tech companies up until last year means that many of these office spaces were relatively new, with much of the furniture barely touched," Erin said. They are getting pretty high-quality stuff, at a pretty steep discount, she told me. Brandy Suswitz recently toured Sitecore's offices and measured and took photos of items she might be able to buy. In addition to rows of standing desks and chairs, she spotted in the office's empty kitchen a ping-pong table, a Ms. Pac-Man machine and two curved, six-foot privacy coves. Legal experts said a focus of the investigation could be insider sales by several bank executives in the weeks before the bank's failure. The Justice Department has opened an investigation into the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, The California lender that was taken over by federal regulators on Friday after its depositors rushed to pull their money out of the bank, two people with knowledge of the matter said. The investigation is in its early stages, and it is unclear just what federal prosecutors are focused on, the person said. A Justice Department spokesman declined to comment. One focus could be sales of company shares by several bank executives in the weeks before the bank's failure several legal experts said. The sales generated millions of dollars in proceeds, though some of the bank's executives sold stock pursuant to insider-selling plans that set the timing of such sales in advance. Such plans are set up by corporate executives to avoid the appearance of trading on confidential information. For example, under a prearranged plan, Silicon Valley Bank's former chief executive, Gregory Becker exercised options in late February that permitted him to sell shares worth about $3 million for around $287 a share. The sales were disclosed in a regulatory filing on March 1. The filing also shows that the stock trading plan was set up on January 26 when shares of the bank closed at $296. Some politicians have said the bank executives should return any money they made from those stock sales. Mr. Becker could not be reached for comment. The investigation was first reported by the Wall Street Journal. It is not uncommon for investigators to look into pre-arranged stock selling plans when the sales take place shortly before bad news that tanks a company's stock. The SEC also has opened an investigation led by the Commission's office in San Francisco, said a person briefed on the matter. Prosecutors in the criminal division in Washington and the U.S. Attorneys' office in San Francisco are working on the Justice Department probe, according to the two people familiar with the inquiry. Andrew Calamari, a lawyer for Finn Dixon and Hurling and a former director of the New York Office of the Securities and Exchange Commission, said insider sales were an obvious issue for prosecutors to investigate. He also said N.E.S.E.C investigation would look at the insider sales as well as the disclosures by the bank about its financial health the s e c did not respond to a request for comment but gary Gensler, the s e c chair issued a statement on sunday in response to the trouble in the banking sector without speaking to any individual entity or person We will investigate and bring enforcement actions if we find violations of the federal securities laws," he said. The collapse of Silicon Valley Bank was precipitated by a bank run by customers who had so-called uninsured deposits, accounts that exceeded the $250,000 limit on federally guaranteed deposit insurance, and tried to withdraw those funds. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation seized the bank on Friday, and two days later seized another bank signature bank that was facing a similar problem the f d i c and the federal reserve also said all depositors of both banks would be made whole avoiding concerns the business customers of the banks might not be able to pay their employees the bank failures raised widespread fear of depositors pulling their money out of regional lenders a move that could destabilize the banking system But the actions taken by federal regulators over the weekend appeared to stem some of that fear, pushing stocks of regional banks higher on Tuesday. That will do it for our business news breaking for March 15. Please remember to like, comment and subscribe to our channel of KLP Entertainment. Reporting live from our newsroom, I'm Addison Hayden-Liv from SNN.